Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Nate. And this is Sheldon. And uh, this is The Things We Say. And uh, as always, we are going to be saying some things uh, today. That's what we do. Yes, always, even when no one's listening, but hopefully you are. Um, what are we going to talk about today, Sheldon? Well, on The Things We Say today, we're not sure which episode this is going to be, right. so we're not giving it an episode number yet. It's the one you're listening it's to the right one you're now. listening to. Um, <laughs> and today we're going to talk about hearing God's voice. And why our culture thinks that's a little strange and why, as Christians, it's essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to explore it, talk about it, see where we end up with it. Um, but that's that's where we want to go today is hearing God's voice. And I guess to start off, I've, we can just pose the question, why does our culture think that hearing God's voice is so strange? Where have we heard this? Well, I, I think the very first time I, it really dawned on me how odd this seems to the world was uh, it was back when when uh, George Bush was president still. And uh, this is back when Bill Maher had that show, I think it was called Politically Incorrect. And uh, it's kind of funny because Bill Maher is not a guy that I agree with a lot. There are some things I really agree with him on, but I, I've started to make a habit of listening, intentionally listening to people who frustrate me because I need to be exposed to that perspective. Uh, there's a guy who uh, is on WTAM 1100 uh, out of Cleveland, uh, and I think every Sunday night, Mansfield Frazier. And I don't even remember that. I listen to him, too. And I can't stand him hardly. I mean, not him as a person. I got no problem with him. But, like, his philosophy is just, I disagree with almost 100%, and that's exactly why I listen to him. Because Plus, I, he seems like a great guy. He does. He seems and, like a decent dude. He seems like he's 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 putting his feet to it. Like, he's he's actually doing the stuff in his community He's he's walking out what he claims you know is the way things need to be done. I got no problem with him. I think that that's awesome. But philosophically, I disagree with him a lot. So Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Yes. So okay. that's just to explain, so you don't make any assumptions about me politically, because I'd rather just be very very plain about what I think. Um, but he was talking about George W. Bush and um, an interview that he had done, where he referenced that he relied on on God to. To speak, speak to, to him. him, yeah, just okay. as a leader of the country and whatnot. And and Bill Maher said it to some degree as, you know, I'm just going to be here listening to my imaginary friend and only doing what he says. And, of course, the crowd loved, you know, that reference. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, if you don't have any window on a relationship with God, like, that is weird. Like, that is weird. I forget who it was that I was listening to. It was a comedian of some kind, and they were talking about religion, and, and I'm fine with listening to stuff like that. I do not take my Christianity so seriously <laughs> that I, I can't hear someone making light of right. particular parts of it that seem strange, and that's funny. I mean, 
all of us enjoy Tim Hawkins and his humor and, and the <laughs> stuff Christians like that John Acuff does. Right. But um, it, anyway, this, this, it was a, a comedian that was not a Christian. They were talking about how you're, you're fine talking to God, and I'm actually fine with Christians talking to God. But when God starts talking back, that seems weird. Yeah. Like, that's just where they get off the train. They're fine with people praying, and I think a lot of people understand praying. They understand a Christian coming into a hospital and praying for someone. They right. understand prayers before a football game or prayers before a test or prayers in foxholes. Right. But very few people understand God talking back unless you're a Christian, and then it becomes essential for your life. Right. And... I, the, when the passage I'd like to talk about a little bit is the sheep know my voice. Jesus is mm -hmm. talking about, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep and that kind of thing. And he also talks about my sheep know my voice and they'll follow me when they hear my voice. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what's he saying when he says my sheep know my voice? Is that for today? I think it has to be for today because otherwise... What's the point? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. If you know, who are we following? What are we following? Um, I think that it's that reality of when you when you know God, when you know Christ, and when you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, you can you have the ability to whether you use it or not. You have you have been given the ability to discern His voice from your own voice in your in your head, just coming up with your own stuff, and also you know other voices, you know, demonic voices, whatever, discerning what is his and what is not. So for the sake of our listeners, we're talking about the voices in our head. There are, <laughs> there are some that are us, and we would, we would believe this, we would say this, that there are some that some of these voices are just us. Right. I'm, I'm being drug away by my own desires and enticed by them. Right. I'm also, I've got my own thoughts, my own way of analyzing things, and I've got God talking to me. Right. And at times, my culture can talk to me, uh, you know, a billboard can talk to me, a mm -hmm. uh, uh, radio podcast right. could talk to me, right. or even the devil can plant thoughts in my mind or, or use things to prompt my mind in a direction. Right. So. Right. Um, the, what was I going to say? There was, there was something along the lines of hearing God's voice. Um, that's good because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's do this. Let's do this. We we can come back to that if it occurs to you. Okay. There but, was a place I was going to go with this. Okay. But I'll remember. I'm, I'm sure you will. Um, what is what does that mean? I mean, you know, it's it's. I've heard so many people use that phrase, and it's as a teenager especially, I found it so mystical, and I and I thought of it in terms of like, oh, like. Jesus showing up in the flesh and talking to you and, you know, having visions and the whatever. God told me phrase. Yeah. God told me yeah. to yeah. sell my car. Yes. God told me to yes. go the to Malone The experiential yes. God spoke to me stuff. But what is it like for you when, you, when you use the phrase, you know, hearing God's voice, what does that mean for you? What have, what have your experiences been with that? And mostly what I'm interested in is what's the consistency of it? Not like yeah. what's the, the Paul on the road to you know, Damascus kind of like one-time blinding light experience, but like your day-to-day, -day, what is that? What does that mean? Um, for me personally, hearing God's voice has to do with getting a moment of clarity that I would not otherwise have. And it didn't come from my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
I just immediately see a passage in Scripture clearly in a way that I hadn't seen it before, or I'm coming up to a decision that I have to make in one particular direction all of a sudden is abundantly clear. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why or where it came from or that kind of thing. And that does sound kind of mystical. Right. But I've learned to rely on it. Yeah. And to, it's not, it's beyond trusting instinct. Like I know what the gut feeling is like where you, you walk into a situation, your gut feeling just feels off. It's not that it's a moment of clarity where I see a truth or I know a truth, or I hear, like, I hear a thought in my mind that I know is not mine, I instantly recognize it as true, and it lines up usually with, I mean, it has to line up with the Word of God, and right. it, it, it never opposes that, but often is directly applied to my life. And right. what, what I've been praying about, usually I would call it an answer to prayer. It's something that I said, God, I need your vision here. I need your direction here. And that can come when I'm speaking in front of people. It can come when I'm making decisions. It can come when we're having a struggle with a child in our house. <laughs> and I need, to, I need to bring grace and love and discipline and correction all in one instance. I'm like, this is, how do you do this? And he'll give me a phrase or give me a word or something like that. Yeah. So it, it does sound kind of mystical, but that moment of clarity that you only get from the Holy Spirit. Right. For me, you know, whenever I've had those those situations and those those moments of of clarity as you're talking about, it's almost interruptive. Like I'll be in the middle of my own frenzy of thought, my own figuring it out, my own and then all of a sudden, like you said, there's just that moment of clarity and it's like it's clearly from outside of you because where you were and where your thoughts were spinning around and and just the places your brain was going to had no focus, wasn't going there in any way. And then all of a sudden it's just like, and there it is. Um, And so for me, I've, I've, I found it to those interruptive moments are the ones I pay attention to because I'm like, okay, this is not normal for me to think that think this way. So I'm going to start, first of all, asking, you know, God, is this you speaking to me? And then, you know, move forward based on, based on that. And I've, I've heard too, to ask God right away, what do you want me to do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the tendency of some people is to hear God's voice and immediately either want to tell everyone when it could just be something for them, right? Um, or it could just be something for them and their spouse or their family, right. and they want to just blurt that out to everyone. Or, or it could be oh, something for everyone and, and you do the wrong thing with it. You keep it to yourself or you... Yeah. So immediately asking God, what, what do you want me to do with this? Right. Um, I think it's important here to, to recognize that God doesn't talk to everybody the same way. And I've been asking different people in my life, like, how do you hear the voice of God? And what are we actually talking about? When, when I say what, when you say you hear the voice of God, what is it that you're actually talking about when Mm -hmm. you hear God speaking? And uh, I've had people say to me, I see an actual picture. I see a picture of something. Um, And that's interesting because the Bible talks so much about symbolism. And Daniel seems to have seen a picture for everything. (laughs) Um, Ezekiel saw some wacky pictures that he wrote down. Um, And and I think even Joseph. I mean, Joseph would dream dreams, which is a totally different thing. Right. Um, But the Lord does speak in symbolism. And... To the people that the Lord speaks in symbolism, I've had some close friends, some close relatives that the Lord speaks to them that way. And the challenge is, 
to know when to get caught up in the details of what you're seeing and to know when to just respond to see what kind of feeling this is giving you and what kind of reaction it's prompting from you. Yeah. Are you prompted to do something about it? Are you prompted to make a decision? Are you prompted to say something? Are you prompted to run from something? Yeah. Um, but either, either way, like that's the challenge in learning to hear the voice of God. Right. And I've actually had discussions with some people lately who, um, who've talked about, well, so-and-so hears the Lord this way, and I don't hear the Lord. And I'm like, no, you just don't hear him that way. And, yeah. and it's so funny because there's been times where somebody's talking to me about, you know, I just feel like, you know, the Lord's showing me that I need to do this or the need to do that. And then the next moment they're saying, but the Lord doesn't really speak to me. You know, he speaks to so-and-so this way. You know, my, my spouse or my friend hears an audible voice, and I yeah. don't, so God doesn't speak to me. I'm like, you were just telling me that God was speaking to you and how he was doing it. Um, so I guess I guess for for full disclosure, I'll I'll kind of run down how the Lord actually speaks to me, like what awesome. that looks like. Yeah. So I am I am mostly um, the Lord mostly speaks to me through impressions. Okay. Um, and I I don't want to just call it feelings uh, because it's it's more than yeah. that. Um, but there are just these moments, you know, where I'll where I'll be having a conversation with somebody or. Um, and especially those moments where it's like, I don't know what I'm going to say to this person. But then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, it's that moment of clarity like you were talking about, but it's, it's just knowing right then, okay, I've got this person, this is where I'm going to go with this. And I, and I try to be careful to not ask leading questions in those situations. Like, if the Lord gives me something specific, I just say, I feel like this is what the Lord's telling me. And I'm always going to use that disclaimer. I feel like this is what the Lord's telling me, as opposed to, God just told me this about you. Because if I'm wrong, then that makes it look like he was wrong, as opposed to me misinterpreting the message a little yeah. bit, which has happened. Yeah. Um, I, I once heard I once heard somebody say, and uh, and when they were preaching, they said, "You only get three God told me so's in your life, so guard them well. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't don't use them in, until you know." Or, or I think he used the more the old eloquent, "You get three, thus saith the Lord's, <laughs> and yeah. so be careful." Because that is. Taking the Lord's name in vain. Yes, that's something I want to get to. In the truest sense. Yeah, that is actually taking the Lord's name in vain. If Unless you are 100% certain that the Lord said these actual words, and he wants you to give it to this actual person, and if you misrepresent that or misinterpret it in any way, right. that's when you begin to take the Lord's name in vain. Right. And so you got to be careful, especially when giving a word to another person. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't practice giving words to people. Absolutely not. Especially saying, like you said, I feel like the Lord is telling me this. Right. And, and asking them to verify. Right. But, God doesn't need an out, but we do. Like, yeah. We are fallible. We can miss it. We can, we can miss the mark. I'm a sheep. I'm certainly not yes. a shepherd. Yes, not at all. And so we need to allow for not him to make a mistake, but for us to... We, for our humanity, we got to leave some room for our humanity, and honestly, in some ways, give grace to ourselves in those situations of saying, "I may be getting this wrong, but here's what it is." And even the Bible characters, like Joseph, who had a gift for interpreting dreams, we know of a, what three dreams that he interpreted, yeah. and they happened years and years apart. Right. There were probably many dreams in between that he was learning to know the voice of the Lord, but when they were so abundantly clear that he knew exactly what to say, and it was in a pivotal moment. He took that word and planted it just like it was, didn't distort it, didn't mess with it, and just told the king, hey, you might not like this, but famine's coming. Yeah. You know? So And, and so, 
So back to back to my original premise before we went on that. Yeah. You know, I I've basically got three consistent ways. Um, I would say two consistent ways and one unicorn of of how God has spoken to me. And no, I've not seen a unicorn. That's not what I'm talking about. It's 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 a it's a metaphor. Y'all y'all can be okay with that. Um, but impressions is is the most consistent. Um, and I'm not even going to mention scripture because that's we're going to just say that's a given. The Lord speaks yeah, through scripture. Say... The Holy Spirit gives prompting and and breathes life into the written word. And I'll get it, I want to get into a little bit of of that later. So in not saying that and saying that now, I'm just making it clear that's one of the ways that the Lord speaks to me. But that's not one of the ones I'm talking and before about. Before we move on, like this, the word speaking, it's living, it's Absolutely. active. It is one of the most dynamic Absolutely. things that God uses to speak to people. And if the if you feel like the voice of the Lord is quiet, get in the word yes. first. Absolutely, like, please do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so once again, my 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 three that I've that I've had experiences with is impressions, which is the most common, um, and then. Uh, I will, I, I dream. I do have dreams. Now, I don't dream often. And when I have dreams, they are either ridiculous or they're really significant. Like, I don't just have normal dreams. And I don't dream, like I said, don't dream often. But like, example of stupid dreams that I've had, you know, I, I once had a dream where, you know, the Matrix, you've seen the yeah. Matrix movie, mm-hmm. you know how there's that like preload room where it's just white, eternity of white. The beautiful, where there's so many weapons you can Yes, it eventually, yeah, it becomes end. that, but yes. initially how it's just a blank oh, white room. Okay. So I saw myself in a blank white room like that, and I was just doing like a slow zoom, like I was real small and slow zoom, and as soon as I got to about where my, my entire body was filling my frame, I just went off like... I just went up in a poof of smoke, like an I dream of genie poof of smoke. And it was the next morning I woke up and it was the next. So that's like this kind of stupid dreams. Like I ate something funny kind of dreams. Yeah. Um, but the Lord has definitely spoken to me through dreams. Um, and there's a dramatic difference between the stupid dreams that I ate something funny and those dreams where he has, I mean, there's a, there's a realism. There's a, there's always something specific to what's going on in my life or what's going on in the people's lives around me uh, that he's dealing with. And then I've had one experience and I even I even almost tremble to say it, but I would say I've had one audible experience with the Lord one time, um, and it was when I was I was dealing with a bunch of issues of sin, and I was really I was in that phase of 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 non surrender where it was like I was fighting my own nature, but I wanted I wanted to want Him, but I was still holding on to these things, and I'll never forget it. Cause I was I was I was 19 years old. I was laying in my bed. I just read my Bible. I was just laying there. And the Lord, I, I heard him say, if you do not choose me now, I'll take my hand off of your life. And it wasn't like a threat. It, it wasn't like menacing. It didn't have, but it was just like, here's, here's your option. Basically, you, you can choose me now or this is what's going to happen. And for an instant, I got to feel what that was like. And it was very quick, but it felt like an eternity. I mean, it felt yeah. like there was no air in the room. It just was, I, I, I cannot even describe the depths of, despair in that moment and again just the literally the feeling of like i cannot even function as a living being right now with this this feeling and so that was the one time that's happened to me I'm, i've never had another one since um i haven't really sought that um and it, like i said i almost i'm 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 very reluctant to speak of it in those terms because it, it was such a personal, intimate thing. It's like it, I, I almost sometimes feel like I'm being irreverent towards it to even speak of it. Yeah. But those are the those are the three that 
again, the, the two consistent and the one that's so far has been a unicorn experience for me. It was that one random anomaly when that happened. For me, I do, I do hear the voice of the Lord like in that moment of clarity thing. And most of the time it's a thought, a specific like yeah. sentence or a word. And the sentences or words that I get, I can almost build an entire sermon off of because I know exactly what it means for that situation. Mm-hmm. And, and it encompasses so many things, but it was just a short sentence or something. Um, and I'll get those. Um, one of the things that I was taught by somebody else who had this happen to them, and I didn't recognize it as the Lord speaking my entire life. I just thought everybody gets this. <laughs> I would get this like tingling sensation from the from all all across my back, up over the top of my head and around to my face. And it just it's like that um, kind of like the prickly heat that yeah. you get when your blood rushes back into your hand after you've right, been squeezing right. it for a while or something. Um, but you get that. And it was almost like somebody's right behind me, like there's mm-hmm. somebody right there. And Somebody taught me that I, that this is what God does for them, and when they feel that, they need they need to key in and start listening for what God might be saying yeah. right then, or what He wants to do with me and through me. Like, why is He giving me this? Mm-hmm. And I just never I had ignored it my entire life because yeah. I thought it was just something just normal. A thing, yeah. I would get it in church, I would get it at home, I would get it walking down the road. Hmm. I wouldn't even think about it, you know. But I have learned the last couple of years to key in on that and to say, God, I recognize that you're here. Is there anything you want to tell me? Yeah. And that has been so like physical sensation for me. That sounds weird. And that's going to sound weird to a lot of people. (laughs) And that's okay. Because you use the word sensation. Yes. It's sensational. (laughs) And and it tends to sensationalize the experience. And so if that's not your experience, you can be like, oh, I wish I had that. Well, you don't know. You don't know if you would recognize it for what it right. is because I grew up with that. I had no idea that was God. Right. And so there might be something in your life. Maybe you're a dreamer. Maybe you see open vision. Some people yeah. will actually see something overlaid yep. over what they're currently seeing and be yeah. walking around and seeing kind of double. They'll yeah. be seeing something else happening. Yeah. It's, like Google, be, it's like Google Glass, except it's not stupid. That would be <laughs> wild. Like... Yeah. And so there's some people's gifts I wish I had. Yeah. But I don't know if I wish I had them. Well, and that's funny that you mentioned that cuz I've heard people talk about that one and I've known I've known very credible people who have had that experience. And I think to myself, I couldn't handle that. Like that that would distract me so badly with the way that my mind works and the way that it would it would be like a weird like a what I would imagine an acid trip would be like like I would just be spacey and useless to everybody around. But the around thing me. is that I wonder sometimes like when Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice, I grew up in a Christian home. My mom would pray for me, and so I knew the presence of God was always in our house. But I wonder what that would be like to come to Jesus later in life. Right. And and I maybe need to talk to some people, or you guys can give us some feedback. Hopefully we have a website or a platform that you can do this. <laughs> we later. will have a platform. But give us some kind. feedback. Like, if you came to Jesus later in life, was he speaking to you the entire time? I think he probably was, because... I, I came to know the Lord at age 12, like yeah. where I, or 10, age 10, when I really gave my life to Christ right. and said, Understood this, is, this is my salvation mm-hmm. experience. But before that, I'd been hearing the voice of the Lord. And I think, I think that we, he is the one that calls us. But I would like somebody that's been in adulthood, right. you know, maybe, right. that, 
that that initial experience later in life. Yeah, to say, has God been talking to me since my childhood and yeah. what that's like? I mean, once you know the voice of the Lord. And the other thing that I was thinking about, and this is where I wanted to go initially. Yeah, okay, good. And I totally forgot it. I knew we'd get it back. Some people do not believe, even Christians, that God speaks today because yes. they, they see it as sort of blasphemy or adding to Scripture, right. saying that God speaks today because it would be speaking a new word. Right. And... Um, and there was one pastor that I was reading his book, and he was saying how he was talking about how God speaks, and he was in a denomination where that wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. And so he was before a panel of pastors, and they said, you are telling people that God speaks today. And he's like, yeah, because I believe he does. <laughs> and they're like, you can't just believe it. You have to tell us why. And he says, he says to them, you know, you got into the ministry, and he looks at each one of them. You guys all got into the ministry. Did you feel called? <laughs> Did you feel called to your ministry? He said, and each one of them to a man was saying, yes, I felt a calling from the Lord to yeah. my ministry. And he's saying, but I don't see your name written anywhere in the Bible. Right. It's not in there. Right. God didn't call you in the Bible. Right. And, and he's like, so God had to speak something to you. And it could have been through scripture. It could have been through any of these yeah. avenues that we're talking about. But to say that God doesn't speak, I would really challenge people right. on that, especially if you're a Christian. Get to know his voice. Right. You know? Well, and, and also to that point, and I, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I did want to I did want to address that um, when I when I talked about scripture before, but I don't want to in any way denigrate the Bible or 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 take away from it. Um, no. because I absolutely believe it is absolutely the, the inspired word of God. He speaks through it. He speaks to me every day through it. I know its power. But the the words on the page, the book itself has no power apart from the, well, the Holy Spirit. Like there's a lot of good morality in it. There's a lot of good things in it. There's a lot of just really stinking good stories in it. But it does not have any power without the Holy Spirit. That's why you can have people who are biblical scholars and know nothing about the actual spiritual aspect of what the word is. Because he's the author. He calls exactly. himself the author. Exactly. That's his, that's his name. And and so I, I wanna I wanna kind of caution on the other side of the coin because we absolutely need scripture in our life. If if we believe in Jesus, if we if we claim to know him, we claim to love him. Studying the scripture, having the scripture, uh, using it as a mirror to to look into our lives and allow God to expose things, that's absolutely necessary. Again, I cannot stress that enough, but it is not the only thing, and it cannot be the only thing, because if it, if it is the only thing, then you're denying the reality of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're just looking at this saying, okay, all I need is the words on these pages, and that's it. And I have known some of the most miserable people in the world who could quote scripture after scripture and and knew the Bible up and down, but it had never made any impact in their life because they had never truly accepted the message, and they had never truly allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to them. And the Pharisees are a perfect example in the Bible. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Jesus looked at them. You have the law and the prophets. They knew their stuff. They tell you about me, and here I am standing in front of you. And he even said, you know, listen to what they say, because what they say is right, but don't do what they do. Because it's not in their life. They're whitewashed tombs. It's it's it hasn't gotten inside of them, and uh, and so that's that's one thing I think you need to you need to be aware of is that 
when the scripture is speaking to you, you have to allow the, the Holy Spirit to open your mind, to open your eyes, to open your heart to the messages that are contained within that. Otherwise, it's just going to be another book. Um, and again, I'm not saying that with any irreverence because I, I hold the scriptures very, very dear. Um, but it, it's got to be more than that. And, and even if you feel like the Lord doesn't speak to you if, you, if you look at a verse that you've read a million times and all of a sudden it's, it's got something else to it, even though the words haven't changed, that's the, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. That's that is that is him speaking. Um, so again, just just to understand that there's nothing magical about the Bible. There's nothing. It is it is a book, and it is absolutely like I said, the word of God from His mouth to to someone else's ears. It is it is that, but it has its power because of the Holy Spirit giving it life. And you can study it as the scribes and Pharisees, mm-hmm. or you can study it as totally unlearned fishermen learning it through the eyes of right. Jesus. And, and that, that to me, like people want to be very high-minded about the Bible. Yeah. And it's so much better to hear the voice of the Lord as you read the scripture. It's so much better. Yeah. And on top of, while we're talking about scripture, I've, I've got some Mormon friends yeah. that would come to my door and talk to me about how God has given additional books. And, and, and I looked at them and I would say to them, okay, did he establish a new covenant? At some point, was the second covenant, the New Testament of Jesus Christ, somehow fulfilled by his return to this earth in triumph, you know, with with angels and, right. and coming back to renew the earth? Because that's the fulfillment of the second covenant. Right. And so to come along with new scripture, I think, is totally an error. Right. Um, and people that would try and add to or take away from... Absolutely. The, the scripture as we know it, the Holy Bible, that is totally an error because yep. there, there is established a second covenant and it was a covenant in blood. Yeah. And it can only be fulfilled by the reign and rule of Jesus Christ right. and his second coming. There is no other way to finish that covenant because it was established in blood. Now, there was a way to end the first covenant with the shedding of blood and Jesus did that. Right. And he created a new covenant and it it brought about so many new levels of grace and everything else, but we can't continue adding to that. Right. That's why the word of the Lord, when he speaks, has to completely verify his written word. Right. It, it has to go along with it. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you can't say, you can't say, God told me I need to hate this person. Right. Because no. Because if they're your enemy, you're under orders to love them. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know... Um, one of the things that was interesting is I was just recently taking a class on uh, discipleship and uh, Christian education ministries. It was, it was good. The class interaction was good, but it was, it was, uh, it felt very redundant after six weeks of of going through this. But one of the points one of the authors was making, not a professor, but one of the authors uh, in one of the textbooks we had, was that he was using scriptures to talk about why the Bible itself was the most essential thing for spiritual growth. And I'm reading these passages and I'm like, they're talking about something that doesn't exist. Like when they're talking about the word, there was no Bible. Like the Hebrew scriptures were barely a collection then, you know, it's like, and so I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, you can't tell me that what they're talking about is this King James version of, you know, the collected written scriptures that we have, like they're talking about something else because they refer specifically back to written scripture 
you know, whether it's Paul or whether it's Jesus himself or whether it's Peter, you know, any of these guys. They had the law and the prophets, which is basically right. the Torah. They had Psalms. They right. had a collection of the prophets. We don't know exactly right. what all they had, but they basically right. had those. And they also didn't have them carrying around in their backpack, or, you know, or satchel or whatever it was. I mean, you know, the, the, the scriptures then were very heavy. They were huge. Like, so, so when you, it's just not possible that the church would not exist if you were to say, the Bible is the only means by which God speaks to you because it didn't exist. Like, so you have to look at the first century church, the first couple centuries and say, okay, how, what are they talking about when they're talking about the word of God? And especially the Greeks, the Mm -hmm. Greek converts, the Roman converts, the ones that couldn't read. Right. Right. The Hebrew scriptures. scriptures. Right. Right. So again, not in any way to, to diminish the Bible or its effectiveness or its power, but we need to be careful with that because the Holy Spirit is what gives it, gives it that sharper than a two-edged sword thing. That's what they're talking about is, is the Holy Spirit speaking. And again, there are ways that he does that. There are, there are different means that he uses to do that. Scripture, he will absolutely always do that. There is never a question as to whether or not he will speak through the Scripture, through the written Word of God. And like Sheldon said, everything that he does speak to us in other ways, it has to line up with what's written. Uh, you know, that's, that's the, that is the playbook, so to speak. That is, that is the the that is a playbook. That's what we're going by. It's a good litmus test. And, yeah. and if you hear something, you question it, go back to the word mm-hmm. and see what he says. And um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to cover with I don't the think way so. God speaks? I don't think so. I think and I'm good. I think God does show up in some weird ways. I mean, he can yeah. cause you to cry. He can cause you to see things. He yep. can cause you to do a lot of things. I mean, and so don't think that it's weird <laughs> just because it's your way of hearing God. Right. And your way may be weird. Your may, way may be completely normal, right. and that's okay. And 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 to add to that, you know, I've, I'm a big proponent of the Holy Spirit does not have to be weird. It doesn't have and, to be. No. And there are moments there are moments where it will be. I mean, I've had some weird experiences, you know, where the Holy Spirit's done some things or, or spoken to me, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But we can't we can't pursue the bizarre thinking that that's the only way that the Holy Spirit will speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my dad calls that a based on a theology of warm spots. And that sounds horrible, but if you've ever been swimming in a lake, there are these spots where it's like the sun has been hitting that spot a little bit longer than other places. And you just hit it, and it's like this just warm spot in a lake. And no, I'm not talking about like somebody peeing in the pool. That's yeah. all, everybody, everybody always goes to that when I say this. But if you swim and try to find that place again, you won't. You'll just swim in circles. The only way to do it is to just keep moving forward, and you'll eventually hit another warm spot. Yeah. There'll just be points along the way where it will happen. And so, so again... Sometimes the Holy Spirit, I mean, for crying out loud, he made axe heads float in the Bible. He, he did weird things. I mean, oh, absolutely. So, so there is absolutely precedence for the fact that the Holy Spirit sometimes moves in very odd ways that we don't understand, but it's not the only way. But the people I know and love the best that God does show up on them in weird ways it's not always something that they wish he would always do that. Yeah. And and while somebody might look at him and be like super jealous, like, oh man, I wish God showed up to me like that. Like you said, with the open vision thing, that could be a real hindrance. Right. It could really mess you up. Right. Like, and and for somebody who's who God didn't design that way. God designed you perfectly to be able to handle his voice the way he wants to speak to you. But on the things we say today, we want to just challenge you to listen to the voice of the Lord, to hear God's voice. And if you're not a Christian, get to know him. He may be speaking to you already, and he may be calling you to something deeper. Um, and hopefully listening to this prompted you 
to say, God, what are you saying to me? Is there something you want me to do? Um, is there is there something you're calling me to? Um, just I wanted to surrender to you. Yeah. And that would be our challenge to you today. And so this was a very um, in-depth episode <laughs> where we went into our, our spiritual walk. Um, not all of our episodes will do this, but I felt like this is important to yeah, do. And absolutely. I hopefully it was freeing for you Yeah, as a listener. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.